When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. What is going on, people? You are now locked in to the latest installment of the most must-listen to LFC podcast on the E-Streets. You are, of course, locked in to Cop and Fracast, brought to you by the phenomenal Touchline Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined by some of the truest OGs of the podcast. I am joined by Fahi, Julian and Mush to discuss what has been a fantastic weekend for everything Liverpool Football Club. Gentlemen, how are you doing as we start recording? Fuck the ops. You get me? That's Love what it. I want. Fuck the <laughs> ops. Like, everyone, anyone can get it. We're out here on a title run again. Yeah, you know, that little, you know, that little fall off that we had, you know, it scared us a little bit, but, you know, we keep the ting tucked. And obviously, certain, certain man in Manchester, not the red side, because, you know, they're already in the mud. Uh, look, some, some cracks there. And, you know, we're, we're out for blood. We're out for blood, you know. If it bleeds, we kill it. No? And that's what we do. That's what we do. Of course, a quote from the fantastic 80s film Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Venturer. Um, Mush, how are you doing, brother? Listen, similar to my guy Julian, I have three words. Don't fucking move. All right? That's all I'm saying to whoever feels it's applicable right now. What, what, an, what an introduction this is, by the way. I've not felt energy like this for a while. I'm going to pass it off to the main man himself, the phenomenal Fahi. Landers, take us home, baby. Take us home. How you doing, guys? I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mellow it down a bit, man. <laughs> we, 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 we've, got, we've, we've got a lot to say, but come on. like uh, All three of us can't be all fucking hyped up. All four of us, really. I'm, I'm going to mellow us down a bit. 
you know, and then when we start talking, then then we can really start hyping up the situation. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Hope everyone else as well. <laughs> you're such a you're such a wall. Um, <laughs> of course, as we get into this crunch period of Liverpool FC season, the only place to be for the best possible Liverpool football content is the Cop and Frackers Patreon page. Subscribe now from just three pounds per month, not per week, per month, where you have an access to a wealth of fantastic Liverpool podcasts, um, both. But yeah, both video and audio. It's just an absolute goldmine of stuff. We've run about three episodes per week of bonus content in addition to the main part. It's the only place to be, really. And I'm not saying that from a biased point of view. Um, it is just the best place to possibly be. We've got a load of competitions and fantastic stuff coming up as well. So please do stay tuned to what we have on the Patreon page. What a weekend this was for Liverpool Football Club. And I'm going to start off with you, Fahi. Um Talk to me about the atmosphere in the ground, kind of before and after the goals, because it seemed like in moments in the first half where the players really needed the crowd, and in the second half, it really looked like the crowd needed the players. Um, yeah, so obviously I was at the game. Harold was at the game as well. Um, I would say going into the game, the weight of expectation was like, basically, we're going to smash them apart. So everyone was going there to watch drilling, basically. So it was like, you know, like when when man load up like Pornhub or X Hamster, and and, and you, you Whoa, know, I can't relate, bro. Whatever. All right. Anyway, hang on, hang on a minute. What filth are you watching? Saying X Hamster, you nasty no, no. man. <laughs> Far he's got a registered account. Listen, listen. You, you better know, be you using a VPN. You know, you know when you load up that kind of content, you're you're getting ready to like watch something really enjoyable and. Everyone went to Anfield that day thinking, yeah, we're, we're going to hand out drillings. So, um, yeah, it, 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 everyone, is, everyone was expecting a drilling. We saw, the, we saw the team sheet. I think there were a few murmurs about the fact that both our fullbacks were arrested. Um, I, for sure, wasn't too happy about that. I think um, having one, because they create so many chances, you're, you're basically taking out two playmakers out of the team. So um, that was a bit worrying. But other than that, it was all good. Um, as, as the game went on, first half, it was all good, positive vibes, nothing too heavy. Um, it was a typical 3 p.m. Saturday crowd, to be honest. But um, what, what I really noticed was we, we, they got so much louder. And by they, I mean we as well, um, myself and Harold and everyone else. Um, we got louder the moment Norwich scored. We were like, oh, shit. Yo, we need to like pattern up. We need to sort ourselves out. We need to help the boys. Literally, the moment Norwich scored, the crowd just went up another gear probably another two gears and and they were just so much better um and obviously we're going to speak about the goals and stuff but one person who was really influential in getting the crowd going was Tiago and like these are things you won't see on camera but the way he was geeing up the crowd he was literally raising his hands telling everyone to start seeing more um which was which was really cool so um yeah it it, it went up in atmosphere the moment we conceded the goal the conductor of our midfield and now the conductor of the Anfield atmosphere. Fantastic stuff. Um, Mosh, I'll come to you next. Um, it was really interesting you know, watching it on. By the way, the Premier League are doing a job limiting down these 3 p.m. streams for us content makers. Um, fantastic job. It's very difficult to now do post-match pods when you're not at the game. Um, you <laughs> bastards. Um, how it came through on the screen to me is as soon as that Norwich goal went in and it's an absolutely wild goal uh, how it just comes off Matip it just felt like that catalyst for everyone to kind of think 
okay, cool. We need to take this incredibly seriously now. And boy, did the boy did the, the Reds respond as well. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of half to assess because I don't think there was any point where we look. We all support this team, and and we have seen some games where about five minutes in, you can tell that Liverpool Football Club are going to struggle to even create a chance today, and it wasn't like that at all. I mm-hmm. thought the approach was healthy. Um, Salah was alive. Um, it was almost like we we thought we could create chances without needing to kind of exert ourselves. And that goal, like Fahi said, kind of reminded us that, yeah, you're playing at a respectable pace and tempo, but there needs to be a level higher than this if you're planning to win this game. And 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 I guess, I know we're going to go into kind of players, but I think this is where I was a bit disappointed with the players I didn't think I'd be disappointed by. So um, where we had someone like Jordan Henderson, who has been much maligned for his for his poor form at the moment. He was actually having a good game. He was he was ticking the ball over really quickly, taking very few touches. If he was going to go backwards, it was without dwelling on it. Everything he did was decisive. And where I was super disappointed was I'm sure Julian can take the ox section, but I was really disappointed really disappointed with the other man next to him, which was Naby Keita, because ultimately if Jordan Henderson is doing the Jordan Henderson role well what that requires is for the player next to him he now has free license to be creative to be front-footed and 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 to to assert himself on the game so it was almost like Naby Keita it's not like Henderson's playing badly and you're holding his hand Henderson's doing his job so your job is to now be the additional quality and I was super disappointed that he offered so little to our play for a player that however frustrating his ability to get on the pitch has been, it's never been a lack of quality that's been the issue, but that was the issue for me um, on Saturday. Yeah, well, uh, we'll talk about the performances of, of Kaiser and Ox later on, but it did very much feel like from a Henson point of view, he just looked so happy when Thiago came on. He was like, oh, thank fuck, I've grown up to actually be on the pitch and help me kind of organise this this rigmarole, what was going on. Um, I, I got to shout out Jordan Henson, by the way. As soon as the, um, you know, as soon as he came on against Inter Milan, he, he, you know, he, he looks like he's been looking at Twitter and saying, "Okay, all right, all right, Naz Taz, you want to be calling me a bastard? Well, I'm going to show you." Um, <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Let us also be real for a second. It does seem as if in the past couple of games, he he's kind of limiting the kind of um, adventurous passing that he usually does. Right? He simplified his, his game now. He's gone back to basics. I think Klopp has told him to go go back to basics. And that's why he's looking much better. Yeah, but Fahi, I think, I, I think, I think Klopp probably told him to look back at what you did against Burnley and look at it in shame. Fucking uh, basically. Bastard. You should have looked back at what he did against Chelsea first. Well, I, I, I mentioned this at the Inter Milan game, is that Henderson's been so focused on being a right winger, he's almost forgotten what what made him a very good central yeah. midfielder before. And it was he's almost clocked on, like, hold on, why don't I do the thing I actually have built a good career around? So, yeah, man. Good to see he's woken up. At the right time, Julian, you've been you've been really patient there um, ever since the fuck the ops talk. So, what were your thoughts, kind of, um, with, with the game on Saturday? Happy, very happy. Um, you know, it's, we're in the we're in the end of the season where it's a results business now. Um, we don't we, like. Yes, we can obviously have great performances, but at the end of the day, especially with the Premier League, um, results are what matters. And I feel, I feel like we did perform well as well, especially in the second half and first half, to be fair. First half was very frustrating. 
Um, we kept knocking on the door, um, but we just wasn't taking our chances, it looked like. Um, Norwich actually were pretty good in the first half, I can't lie. Um, we were talking about it in the post-match, but they did get in They did get in um, behind a few times. Um, even put Joe Gomez on the floor, which was, again, uh, four days later, I'm still shocked. Um, that 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 actually happened, or was it three days later? I'm not sure, but um, yeah, still shot that happened. Um, but I was very happy. Um, that midfield three, as we've been speaking about, surprisingly, Henderson was the standout. Um, KR offered nothing. Um, he offered um, you know, no, no, no range of passing, no incisive passing. He wasn't really good at even keeping the ball. I feel like he got bullied in in the middle a lot, quite a lot, and that was kind of our downfall. And Julian, it looked like he couldn't run. Yeah, I, I was yeah. genuinely like, bro, this guy's meant to be the box-to-box one out yeah. of the three. He can't move. He literally looked, looked like that's that kind of silky movement that he has when he when he dribbles with the ball. He just didn't have that. You so, know what though? One thing I will add, I think he didn't have a clue what the hell was going on in front of him because obviously he saw Mane. Um, again, th- this isn't defending KR. I'm just trying to give an explanation for it. But obviously, you saw Mane centrally kind of struggling to hold up the ball. You saw Diaz not really knowing what to do against Arams. And I think Kater didn't have a clue what they were doing in terms of their movement. So when it came to when he had the ball, like the, the usual ticking the ball along to Mane on the left-hand side wasn't there. Um, yeah. So and, it didn't look right. Yeah, and, and you know, Jafar, you're right, because I felt like, especially with this kind of front three, they have a lot, they have, a, oh, sorry, they have a lot of free roam to kind of um, move around the pitch and move around in different positions. So much. Oh, Mane wouldn't necessarily stay on the right, on the left, sorry, and Salah wouldn't stay on the right. They were dropping in the middle, they were cutting on the right. So I kind of understand. Yeah, I get where you come from because when he kind of has the ball, um, Kate is that kind of guy where he's not a kind of guy where he dribbles, stops, and passes the ball to make the right passes. He's always like on the front foot with his passes. So yeah. that yeah, so that that kind of did play a part. Um, and special shout out to Ox man. Um, I never knew your performances could get. Any worse than what you've been performing, <laughs> than when you, what you've been pro- producing this season? But my God, you found a new low because he was absolute shit on 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 Sunday. Nothing happened. Every single time he got the ball, my heart sank because I was like, "Bruv, this guy's gonna either lose it, do something stupid, which is I try to do a pass that he can't do, or try to shoot from outside the box, and he done one of the three. Ox, my God." In that it was Hall of Shame. It was a Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame performance. That Hall of Shame performance. Shit. Man. Honestly, I've got I've got a bit of sympathy for him, but I'm going to touch on that later. What's on the sympathy, kind of... please, please. And, and, and you know, and you know what I've kind of run out. And to your point, you know what I've kind of run out of sympathy for him because you've been here, you've been playing, and it's not like it's one of those where it's like now we have the excuse of ah, oh, but you know he's coming off of a long term injury. Ox has been playing. Ox has got good minutes this this year. You know, good minutes this season to to, to perform. And I can't think of two good games in the Premier League where I can be like, you know, Ox, yeah, you've done your thing. He's, 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 ah, oh, man, he's so bad. Like, ah, oh, makes me like, sick. I, I, my, my issue with him, it's not even a fucking ability thing. It was just his attitude in that game, man. Head down, not chasing anything, not tracking back, not moving forward when there's space to run into. And a- any chance he got near the box to crack a shot, it would just crack a shot. Didn't hit anything on target. He was he was misplacing like twenty five percent of his passes. It, it was it was piss poor, man. Against the worst fucking team in the league, against a midfielder, of, I don't even know who their fucking centre midfielders are, but right. they, they seem to boss him about. Hold 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 tight, Peter, because he's what you said was correct. Ox cannot play in this midfield. He cannot play in any position where he's supposed to be ball dominant. 
because you're just asking for this. You're just asking for the complete opposite. This guy, he just can't hold on to the ball. Like it's it's just not nice to watch. Maybe on the wing you can kind of do your thing because you know we we're not going to be relying on you as much to get on the ball. It's a high risk um, position as well, right? Yeah, but oh my man, it's just not good, man. It's just not good watching Ox play in that midfield, and in, especially in a game where you kind of expect him to thrive in chaos because let's be honest, Norwich will give you that kind of space. You, you him and Kato were just poor. Like they were just really bad. Like Kato, I can kind of get because you know Kato. He doesn't, you know, even if he plays bad, his playing bad is kind of him being anonymous in the in on, on in the game. But and he's not exactly doing anything stupid. Like he's not like misplaced. Well, I feel like his passing in this game was kind of off. But he's not really doing anything crazy. But Ox just nothing. In terms Absolutely. of feedback from the crowd as well. Sorry, before you guys move on, um, Ox obviously got the worst, like the the most groans and stuff in it. It pause. Um, he he got the most murmurs and stuff whenever he had the ball or wasted an opportunity. But um, I'd like to add, by the way, because it seems to be a myth on Twitter where, where people think that Henderson doesn't get criticised at Anfield. Boy, there was a scouser with me, yeah? Every time Hendo got the ball, he was, like, blowing raspberries. And he was just like... <laughs> every fucking time. I was like, right. There was, even, there was even a clip, yeah, where, like, you can hear a woman shouting at Henderson. Forward. Forward, yeah. So, like... It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, they, they, they got on his back, man. Pause, again. They, they really do get on his back. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know where this myth of, oh, the Anfield crowd always supports him. No, they don't, man. There's, there's so many murmurs when he gets on the ball. Um, I think it just calmed down the season we won the title because, number one, the crowd weren't even there. And number two, the first half of the season, we were just tabbing everyone. Yeah, for sure. Um, he just get, just get a bit of stick old hand, though, doesn't he? <laughs> but... Um... But yeah, I, I, I do feel little, the only reason I felt a little bit of sympathy for both kind of Ox and Carter, to be fair, is just that they're heavily rotating 11, really, where it's just a little bit of a change. But no, I, I, I do agree that they did play quite quite poorly, and I was disappointed enough, especially when you saw how he really thrived, albeit in a different position. Um, whilst Mane and Salah were at AFCON, it was just a bit. Just a bit, bit upsetting to kind of see him kind of revert back to that. Okay, I'm just going to lose everything and not really put kind of that much effort in. So, I mean, that really kind of solidifies his days as a central midfielder for me, anyway. Um, in the way that Liverpool want to go about their business, it's pretty much over. Um, one guy I thought was absolutely electric through the contest and really just showed his class throughout was Mohamed Salah. Um, weirdly, thought that Brandon Williams did a decent job um, in terms of defending him, but yeah, when he it's one of the best of the best, the cream of the crop. It's just not enough. Yeah, it's good, I, but it's not quite enough, as yeah, Jadik said. I, I, I felt like um, Salah up until about his, uh, just, just before the goal, I'll even say until Thiago came on, wasn't great. And um, Brandon Williams had a lot of joy. Um, Salah was trying to PMP him out of, the, out of the way, but Brandon Williams actually done pretty well. Um, but then once Thiago came on it, and we kind of switched up formation, I think we went to a 4-4-2. Um, Salah kind of knew what he had to do. I felt like in the first half, there was a bit more free roam between the front three. They were interchanging positions pretty well. But then when they went to the 4-4-2, it was quite strict. Um, Salah was able to get the ball and yeah, he was he was cooking. Um, he was cooking on that right wing. Um, quite a few dribbles that I saw. And yeah, man, um, great goal as well. Great goal as well. Um, I'll let others speak because I've been speaking quite a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think with Salah... Um... I wouldn't say Williams had a great game against him as such because there, there were moments where Salah was kind of getting him on the floor quite a bit. But um, 
he did enough to be a nuisance and kind of stop him from being his usual self. But you could definitely see the difference in quality whenever Salah had the ball compared to everyone else on the pitch. Like honestly, he in that game he just he seemed on it. Like it, I, I saw like yeah, he he wants to grab a couple of goals, stat pad a bit. Like he, he was on it, and then the moment he saw Thiago on the pitch, he was fucking really on it. My God. Oh, yeah. And I guess for me, the big thing is what Fahi's saying. <laughs> I think you noticed a big difference. I mean, we can say it because we support them in enough times past, but Salah put up a stink fest at the San Siro, isn't it? So there's the comparison in his touch, in his decision making, in his sharpness. Yeah, it was like night and day. And that, that's not anything to do with the quality of opposi- opposition because Salah's done amazingly in big games. It just felt like he took a bit of personal kind of uh there was a bit of personal pride at stake of like I don't want to produce a game like that again and I mean Julian you were saying that he was okay I thought Salah was really good uh, he was the only one who was still good before Thiago came on I mean the Simicast chance that he just missed Salah cut in beat two men and put that on a plate so mm. um yeah it Listen, Mo Salah doesn't need any questioning. I think this bodes really well for, for the final ahead, hopefully. Yeah, that, that one movie in the first half where he just had Brandon Williams doing the stanky leg, which was absolutely ridiculous. Turned him inside out. I didn't even, I don't think he even knew which way he was going, to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think it's just, 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 just the thing with Salah is, I always kind of see him as like a bit of like a like an anime character. He just keeps coming back stronger and stronger with like new ways to kind of adapt to his adapt his game, and that's what really kind of really showcases how great he is and what separates him from just big players to the elite players. It's like season in, season out. There's just a new element to his game. It's like yeah, it, he's, it, working it, on, he's working on a weakness every time, and I think one thing he's definitely worked on this season is dribbling with his right foot. Like yeah. he, he uses it a lot now, and um, I think that's why defenders really struggle when he's got the ball. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't even like rely on his pace anymore that much. Like when when he, when, he, when he needs to, when there's some open space, he can do it. But he can just beat you in so many different ways. It's just it must be the most frustrating thing as a defender. I think that bodes really well for Salah's career going into his 30s as well. Because what you just said about not needing to depend on pace, when you've got other tricks to your, you know, to your arsenal where you've got, you can now go either side using your right or your left foot. Um, your passing has has come on so much as well. Like this is this is why I'm so desperate for him to get that contract because there's no doubt in my mind where you get like an Aubameyang situation, for example, where the aging happens moments after the contract signed. Like this, Mo Salah is going to be Mo Salah until he's about 33, I think. So yeah, and physically, physically, he's a beast as well, man. Like you can just tell, like even when he does, as you mentioned, lose that pace. As he's, as we've all said, he's just adapted to he's adapted his game so well. So I think like when he does lose that burst of pace, the fact that he's able to dribble and you know even defenders are going to try and physically take him on, he'll be able to get goals in that way. So yeah, man, credit to Salah. As as again, we all say he deserves that. If there's anyone in this club, his club's history even that deserves the kind of money that he's demanding or deserves a kind of you know deserves this anything. Um, out of this club is him because he's just physically amazing. Uh, technically, he's get he's getting to be one of the best. And what his contract ends when he's like 33, 34. Like this is twenty twenty two now. Like footballers don't age at thirty. Like five, like 
footballers age like fine wine, especially if they take care of themselves. Which Salah definitely does. Devout Muslim, you know, not on the drinking thing, not on no, not on no, not on no, not on no getting no snooze, yeah. you know, in the club. Just, we don't mind. We don't mind a Christmas here and there, man. It's fine. Christmas, yeah, 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 Christmas don't know. affect the career. That's yeah, fine, man. So what you're saying is put a Christmas clause in the contract. Yeah, <laughs> one onesie clause. <laughs> yeah, but you need to chill with that though, because I can't lie. Every time. Man does haram things around Christmas. It's like yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of the business end of the season. Man. Like maybe for like ten points ahead, yeah, like post a young Christmas picture in it. But I can't like if we're, if we're like, come on, man. Like if we're in a complete tire race, he needs to, he needs to, he needs to, he needs to, you can't be doing them haram things, bro. Can't like. It's <laughs> a quick, quick round robin before we kind of move on. Um, would you pay Salah four hundred grand a week on his next contract? Four hundred pound. Four hundred grand a week. Oh, four hundred pounds. Yeah, of course you would. Pay it myself. Hundred <laughs> percent, um, I would. I think. I, I think. I've, there's so many ways you can look at it. Going rate for players of his quality, um, market value and branding, um, just the sheer level and current performance level he's operating at. I don't see where the logic is to not pay him that. Apart from, literally, unless you are buying Erling Haaland or Kylian Mbappe, and I'm literally saying only those two players, unless Liverpool Football Club are planning on buying either of those two, there is no one else who is worth that money ahead of Salah. Bye. Um, it's not my money. It's not my dad's money. It's not my mum's money. So yes, pay him whatever he wants. Are we going to do it? No, we're not. Um, I also understand why people would not want to stretch the um, wage structure for, for him. Um, based off his age and also the repercussions of that and the implication implications of that, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I pay him. I don't think we are going to pay him though. And I'm I'm slowly getting to the point where I think he's actually not going to sign a new deal. Fucking hell, you miserable yeah. bastard, uh, yeah, Julian. <laughs> but, but bro, it's not miserable though. Where's the contract? Why has he not signed it? Where's the contract? I, I don't know. Exactly. Like clearly, there's something not right. So. I don't, I don't really understand what the hold-up is anymore. Julian? Yes, and I agree with what everyone said, but simple. Um, he's the best player in the world. Pay him like he's the best player in the world. So that's yeah, uh, uh, for, for me, it's not, it's not going to be a contract that will age like milk. And if someone knows about milk, it's mush. Um... <laughs> <laughs> applause. Applause for that. I, I, I've been pay, waiting patiently for about three minutes to uh, kind of slot that one in. <laughs> this guy's been thinking, how can I bring milk into this conversation? <laughs> I did forget earlier on, uh, I really do apologise to both my esteemed guests here, my co-workers, uh, and to our Cop and Fracas audience that we did have a segment planned for the day. We've had it planned for about a week now. Um, and it revolved around a bit of a, a bit of a court, really, a bit, a bit, of, a, bit of a cooking session around... Uh, Anik of uh, Pit Stop Fracas fame and of course Coppen Fracas fame uh, he's notoriously uh, known for his wild shouts and accusations about all things Liverpool Football Club and simply we, we were just going to question him on his logic and the, the way he comes to these conclusions but unfortunately we can't call um, that logic Chris. we can't call that logic respect the word logic please fair um, delusions there you go there we go I didn't even know that was the right word then um but yeah, he was he was due to come on today to you know answer for his crimes. You can consider us like the Geneva Convention in a way, uh, the Hague. But he pushed it out, man. 
he left us high and dry to, to celebrate his birthday like a bad bee uh, in Club Live. Going, yes. <laughs> and it is what it is. Going and... up on a Tuesday. That's, 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 that's <laughs> Uh, Anik, you ran, fam. Fam, uh, Anik. Uh, there was a big list of people ready to be on this pod today, man. <laughs> I have never seen that much demand to come on this before. I've never <laughs> seen it. Never seen it. Uh, the waiting list was was insane. I've seen shorter lists for people waiting to get PS5s. It was it was unbelievable. It was going to be such a fantastic cooking session. But yeah, I'm I'm just. Just so sorry to our audience that we couldn't couldn't really deliver that to you, and you know, hopefully we can deliver it to you in in the near future. But if people keep running from the grind, I, I don't don't know how that's possible. And and yeah, you can really tell by the disappointment in my voice that truly disappointed from from the actions that we've seen from Anik. And yeah, hopefully we'll get him on in the future. Chris, it's it, it's it's shocked but not surprised. That, that that's what it is. <laughs> I uh, I feel like my dad. I'm not mad. Um, I'm just simply disappointed. Um, back to the football, though. Sadio Mane did play up front. Um, do you see that being a position he can possibly take up for the remainder of his Liverpool tenure? I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I feel the exact same way. Go on, Julia. Talk us through. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too. From what I want to see from a striker, um, I wasn't too impressed with what I saw. Um, he and and it's not um. It's kind of so I'm really I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see what lens you're all viewing it from as well. Are you viewing it from what we could what we kind of see as a traditional striker or what we see as what the Liverpool striker is supposed to be as a bridge site as a bridge kind of uh, number nine? I think both because I feel like you need you, you for 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 Liverpool, like we're not as much as you know we love to call Firmino the system, at the end of the day, he wasn't too far away from what uh from what a from what a striker or a striker that Liverpool wants to have can bring. Um, strikers that I rate, um, that are top level, can always link up. Um, and I feel like in that position, and the ball always sticks, for example. And I feel like in that position, Marnie was too much on the front foot. He wasn't really trying to... Yeah, maybe he was, but it just didn't look good. Um, link up with the with the rest of the players that passed the ball off to the to wide... Um, occupy their central positions and it, it goes to show it's just not his natural position so nah man I'm Mane being our number nine going forward nah I'm not feeling that just get it just get it let's stop let's stop beating around the bush and get a real number nine that'll be nice in Jesus name no more cap mush <laughs> um I think similar to what Julian felt but I think in terms of the remit of what you have to be good at as a number nine and, and linked to what you said, Chris, about what to be what makes a good Liverpool number nine. Sadio Mane, if you think about how he plays on the left wing or how he has played for the years he's been at Liverpool, he normally receives the ball, um, kind of pinning the op- opposing fullback. You have time to get it under control, have time to maybe look up, are you going to go back to Robertson? Are you going to go back to the centre mid? And then eventually the ball gets to you where you get into a 1v1 position. Now, if you're playing in the Roberto Firmino role, or let's just call it the Klopp's number nine role, you need to be used to playing passes first time. I don't think Sadio Mane is used to play. It's nothing to do with a lack of technique or ability. Sadio Mane is a fantastic footballer. It's more about the habits that Sadio Mane has. He's not the kind of player who decides who to pass it to before he receives the ball. And that's a big issue when you have two wingers either side and Diaz and Salah 
who are running off the ball, hoping you play that pass or you've decided to play that pass before it comes. And I think that's the big challenge. I mean, I thought his touch was terrible on Saturday, but I don't want that to be, I don't think that's reflective of a regular Sadio Mane. That was just a, a, a sloppy day. If that yeah, yeah, because I've seen that on the left wing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> This um, is nothing new. It's just a different yeah, area of the pitch. No, I, I've seen performances where he's been like this. So um, I, the thing is, he's actually played centre forward before for us, and I can't remember which game it was. But uh, it was the Watford game. Was it Watford, West Ham? One of them. Um, not this season. Maybe it was last season. But there was a game where he's played centre forward before, and he actually performed quite well. And the thing is, he does have attributes that could work as a centre forward position, where you know he's actually good in the air. Uh, um, he, he's he's good with both feet as well. So in terms of like getting chances, um, he he wouldn't really struggle in that sense. In terms of obviously, does he look comfortable there? No, he doesn't. But I think he could do a job there. I I just think the Saturday situation was just a tired money, if anything. Um, yeah, is that was a necessity as well, wasn't it? Obviously with. Both Jota and Firmino out out injured. It's not it's not one you really want to kind of stick Divock in and kind of say there. Obviously, where I think when he came on, he worked so much better in the four four two. Yeah, you know, giving him a giving you know, giving him a partner in in Diaz who was just ridiculously mobile. Played, I think played really well in, in a two, which is insane. Um, but this is kind of like what, what I'm thinking with the whole Sadio Mar- and obviously this is another contract situation that we'll obviously get into when we kind of do a lot of the summer pods is about him and his next deal uh, and, and what that can potentially look like and where he kind of fit in with Liverpool. Um, if him being another honest option, I don't really see it, especially based off what we saw on Saturday um, and some of just the, some of the things that we've seen recently. It's one, it's one of the reasons sound, why when this, we did... This will sound mad, yeah? This will sound mad. Sorry for instance, but if we also actually look at our backup striker options um, going forward, no word of a lie, I'd rather have Firmino there than Mane. And that sounds nuts, me saying that. That is crazy. Do you think, do you guys think... Why is that crazy? As a number nine, I'd rather have... No, no, no. I I think there's validity to the Firmino midfield thing, by the way. No, no, no. Firmino can't run You know what I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of rested Firmino. I'm a fan of a Firmino where he's not number one because I personally feel like the goal threat is, is 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 too much for us to, to not, to not have. So Jota has to be there. Um, but he is definitely quality enough and a quality enough footballer to come off the bench, quiet the game down, um, also be a, be a, be a threat on be a threat uh, moving forward as well um, because he's great on corners. He's great. He's great to actually make the ball stick and he can actually get in behind when he's actually not trying to you know mm. settle the game settle the game down or play the full seventy minutes and he's kind of like a bit tired so he's decided to link up and um, assist for Salah Salah and Mane. So. I feel like Firmino, Carla as a backup, number nine. Um, and if you want real quality, I think he can actually, in European nights, in 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 Premier League, big Premier League games, he can definitely offer you something off the bench. More than Mane in that position as a number nine, in my opinion. I, I don't understand why this is surprising. Bobby's a number nine anyway. I'm thinking more of the perspective of, I think Sadio Mane, he does this for Senegal, would be a really good striker when they, if he plays in a front two and i think yeah. what that yeah. opens up what that opens us up to is a bit of formation flexibility of if things aren't working like they weren't on on saturday going to a front two where sadio mane is really good as either a second striker option or or playing off a target man who who can, you can move off so 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of benefit to a striker, Sadio Mane, as long as he gets used to the position. This is, and this is what I said when we did um, the, the Bantics Attackers special, which is a Patreon exclusive pod. Um, I still don't think Jota's kind of got that bridge ability. He's been absolutely fantastic this season. You can't deny the goals, but when you kind of look at certain games, you think it could do a Firmino. You don't see Bobby kind of putting in those hard yards. So that's why I said as a recommendation, as a potential signing. Um, I mean, Guiri of Nice basically would be a, a fantastic kind of other option for us to have because I still think we lack that other option to be the bridge from midfield to attack. But yeah, it's, 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 this is going to be a really interesting conversation for the summer, but for, for sure. Uh, but Mush, I'm going to come back to you straight away because we're going to talk about one, Mr. Thiago Alcantara. Um, he comes on and absolutely just changes the game uh, for me. Talk to me about how you've been impressed with this with this man. Bro, I think there are certain things that other, maybe if someone's not a Liverpool fan and they're watching and they're thinking, what are we expecting to see of Thiago? People need to understand Thiago right now after Fabinho is our best tackler. He's probably the best runner we've got at the moment. He's obviously got all of the composure. He's the best forward passer. It doesn't need to be all half volleys and grass cutters. Thiago just elevates how we play because he is just the best midfielder we have. And and it was so evident. It was nothing to do, again, with who we were playing against. These Norwich players were dealing fine with every other Liverpool player that they were up against. Thiago came on and every way they tried to nullify him, closing closing him down didn't work. Cutting off his options didn't work. Cutting off the strikers he was trying to play it through to didn't work. Like, there is no solution to a player playing at that level. Not saying he's going to play like that every week, but I think what Thiago has shown this season is that his average level... He dropped a nine and a half out of 10 for me when he came on. But Thiago this season hasn't dropped below an eight, eight and a half at any point. And that's the level he's been. That's the level he's been like that for Liverpool longer than he has been in his adjustment period when he first arrived. That's the thing that people, because they're either, obviously you don't support Liverpool, so you want them to play badly. And it's nice to see a, a big signing play, you know, not perform. People are just lying to themselves if they think this is the same Tiago, that's on the pitch. He's in, he's incredible. I think I don't, I don't feel like oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching Tiago play. I don't think he has like a Gerard level aura. I think it's more like, alright, speak for yourself, man. I can I feel very comfortable saying this. I get very horny when I see him play football. No, no, I, no. But the thing is, Chris, I agree. I think the point I'm trying. I'm not to even going to pause it, brother. <laughs> no, I, I I think <laughs> I I co-signed that one. <laughs> now, now I, th- I genuinely think that the difference is how I feel about Thiago is like when Alonso was at his absolute best at Liverpool. It's like that. Like this is a player who plays with a style and quality level that these other players, even if they're at their best, can't play at. And that that's how I feel about the guy, man. Incredible performance, and so exciting that he's in this level of form at our most important time of the season. I'm really glad you mentioned the defensive aspects of his game because I just want to. I, I saw this floating around over the weekend, and I think it's really, it's really interesting. Um, 
it's about obviously just how Bayern Munich have regressed defensively ever since Thiago left. So it basically says Bayern Munich's league goals conceded on average whilst Thiago was playing uh, from 2013-2020, uh, 25 per season. Bayern Munich's league goals conceded the first season after Thiago left, 2021-44. And Bayern Munich's league goals conceded this season, 25. That is as we stand now. So he's definitely a defensive influence. And you, you can just see how he, you know, how he can quickly break down attacks with his fantastic positioning and, you know, the defensive impetus where we were looking at last season, thinking, fucking hell, you can get him, get, get, possibly get sent off at any point now. And just how quick he is to release the ball and just these, the many ways he can kind of kill you with his passing too. It's just fantastic to see. Chris, brother, I think I can use some of those stats for my uh, Kimmich slander as well. Thank you for that, brother. No, no problem. You've already got the anti-vax a bit there as well. So adding oh. that to the slander is just, uh, man, absolutely perfection. Uh, Faye, I'll come to you next. Um, I, I, obviously, me, we're, me, me and you are in a different group chat. And whenever there's a big game, we always find that Thiago's out. And I think nothing annoys G-Day more than the fact that Thiago's out for specific games. Yeah. Just how crucial is he going to be now for the remainder of, his, of this season? Just his fitness and availability. Bro, I literally just even before this pod started, we were discussing the Carabao Cup final. And what did I say to you? I said it all depends on if that guy can stay on the pitch for the majority of the game. Because <laughs> if he can, he will dominate the midfield. And it's just a fact. We we won't have teams kind of bypass our midfield um and, and boss us about. So he, he is so crucial to the point I'll I'll say it straight. If Thiago's not fit. For the majority of those games, we're not winning shit. So um, it it really is down to a midfield of him and Fabinho to kind of get us going, man, um, and and see us through. I I, I think just the, the main thing with Thiago, it's not even the fact of how good he is with the ball. It's also how assured everyone around him is. And it's like they trust him when he has possession. They know that the majority of the time, what he's going to try and do is going to come off. Whereas when other players, and I'm not going to mention any names, when they have the ball, some of these men don't have a clue what's going on and what that person is going to attempt next. Russian roulette football, yeah. You, you can see it, man. You saw it against Norwich. You see it in, in, in the other games as well for other players. Um, yeah, I, I think just in general, you just know it straight away. The moment Thiago comes on, everyone's like, all right, cool. Big man is here. He's going to link us up. We just need to get into position, get into space, make, make some like positive runs. We stop, we stop doing chaos ball, innit? Fan, no more headers and volleys. Uh, I, I say every time. That's why. Honest. That's why. That why. That's why it confused me so much last season when people were saying this guy. Our own fan base saying this guy's shit. Like, what's he doing? He's he's slowing us down. I was like, no, 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 no. He he's the exact thing that we need. He's both the controller and the conductor of this Liverpool team. You know what it is though. To, to be fair to those fans that were kind of unsure, they they. they they weren't understanding the fact that we were evolving the midfield. I think people just think Klopp has one way of playing <clears> and Klopp has one way of setting up Liverpool. And yeah. I think finally they've realised that, no, he is trying to evolve us, adapt the way the midfield moves forward with the ball and moves the ball about in general. And I think now people can see the vision, whereas last season they weren't seeing shit. They didn't really understand anything. And to be fair, Thiago wasn't exactly fantastic or helping in a situation where we needed his experience. Um, when all the centre-backs and midfielders just jumbled about. So, yeah, I, I, I see it both ways. But in general, I think the main thing was people weren't understanding that Klopp was actually trying to, you know, evolve the way the team plays. Yeah. 
And I think that's why when you look at you know, the Oxlade Chamberlain and Kaiser performances throughout the past, would it be generous to say 12 to 18 months where they've just not looked comfortable and they've not really kind of come to grips of what we want them to be now. They're for an old version of the Liverpool team. And that's why I think it'd be crucial for this summer um, that we really, I, I, I personally think that we'll get two midfielders in this summer regardless. And I think that's why it's so crucial for this summer that we get the two midfielders that can kind of really do the jobs that we need now um, and not have, you know, Ox running around just doing vroom vroom um, on, on, on the field and kind of looking like he, he, he was stuck in the mud. Um, Julian, I'll, I'll come to you. What were your thoughts on uh, on Thiago's performance when he came on on Sunday and just the general kind of performances for the season, really? Hey, man. He's a good player, isn't it? <laughs> Surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, uh, honestly, Thiago, the difference is just there. And I'm so happy that you guys actually brought up the points that you did because, again, what Fahi said with the us evolving our midfield, a lot of people weren't getting it. And even last season, you can see by the way, for example, um, even Liverpool fans were were kind of like uh, doubting, kind of doubting Thiago's abilities because of what we're used to. We're used to our midfielders kind of not being midfielders. We're used to them kind of being, you know, like, you know, obstacles for um, people that are trying to to, to attack our fullbacks to get past. Obstacle. Man calls the three midfielders obstacles. No, rules, because let's put this like, when it was When it was, apart from Fabinho, when it was Genie Hendo and Genie Hendo and Milner as our midfielders, like let's be honest, like we wasn't actually looking at our midfield for um, creativity for them um, passes which will um, passes which will you know take defenders out. Um, even calm in the game, apart from Henderson at times, you know, because he's just the captain and he shouts a lot. Even just calm in those games, but I definitely feel that Thiago, and and I think Kater was part of that, but the. But but the Tiago Tiago being Tiago has just been able to evolve our midfield and actually and, and just be add a sense of calm, add a sense of yeah, as you said, players trust him, and also it kind of made Klopp look at some of our midfielders and be like, hmm, let me look at Harvey Elliott and yeah. Curtis Jones instead of maybe you know a midfielder that can you know be an obstacle again um, for someone to get past. You know, midfielders that can actually control, slow the game down, bring the pace down, make those passes, make those. Make make those moves that we need to make and actually have our front three be our front three. And also you can see it with this season with Trent um, being a lot better defensively as well. That you know our midfielders, you know, just having more control over the boot over the ball has had Trent having to bomb down the wing a lot less. Um Trent Trent is not just across in, an inshallah guy anymore. He's a guy that can actually get into midfield, link up play with Thiago, link up play with Salah, and just make those incisive passes. And then when he needs to make the crosses, he'll make the crosses. And he's, yeah. he's, he's the best playmaker in the league. Yeah, he, he honestly is, by a mile. And the fact that we have him from right back, you know, and even goes to show with me saying that he's better defensively this year, hasn't even affected his assists. He's the best playmaker right now. So, yeah, man, uh, props to Thiago and props to Klopp for actually evolving this midfield. I feel like it was a season, you know, I feel like for everyone to see it's been a season too late because I feel like Klopp did want to do this last season, but... Yeah. Due to his injuries, we wasn't able to see this this midfield in this best version, and I feel like we're getting to that, where we where we're able to let ballers ball instead of again having obstacles. Do you, do you know what's so funny about this like adamant belief of people who don't watch Liverpool that Liverpool are still operating in this like twenty nineteen model? Is that the Brexit midfield can't even play like that anymore? These men cannot run. 
So Henderson can't run. Milner can't run. Genie has gone. So these beliefs right. you have, you, these beliefs you lot have about how we play, what are they based on? Because none of these players are even on the pitch anymore. Oh, that's, yeah. why Henderson, that's why Henderson the six is just so much calmer than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can, can, I, can I just ask one question? Is it true right. that they were calling Genie why now? Yeah, that is my favourite. All it took was to add a B. All it took was to add a B at the end of the name for it to become the... Why you, know like when, you know that like when the cavemen fire. discovered fire, it was just like something really simple they just yeah, did. Like, I added the B on, it's like... Oh, I okay. <laughs> you know what I feel so bad for Mignardo here? It's like... He literally could have just left with no slander. There wasn't this 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 toxic, meeky little subsection of Liverpool fans that feel like he was the god and savior of our midfield, and he was the reason why we wasn't conceding any goals. That like, bruv, if you just left him like Lucas Leiva, because that's how I see man basically. Like, yeah, you wanna, yeah, you want a Champions League, you want a Premier League, hold tight, you in it, but you're not that good in it. You was a you was a you was a stopgap. Not I, let, let me not disrespect him, not call him a stopgap, but you was a player. A good player, athletic, done your job. Might you had bare miles on you, and we should have just left it at that. But no, we had to overcook it. We had to overseason it, overmarinate it, and have a sneaky little fan base of um, genie Wijnaldum lovers that just want to suck him off every single bro, time. Bro, bro, the, the things they were saying. Ah, oh, oh, we're going to regret it this season. The the main the main thing is availability. Blah blah oh, blah. We've, we've still not replaced Wijnaldum. Oh my right Genie um, needs to hold that because if you think you're going to become top played player at this club for shielding the ball and flipping. <laughs> And passing the ball to the most obvious player next to you when we can see 15 other passes on. Genie needs to hold Brother, Listen, listen, that. listen. He, he, he was great for what he needed to be useful. Great. Um, he was a fantastic servant of the club, but I am gutted I did not come up with why now dumb. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking stupid. And I'll be honest, and I'll be honest, like let, let me not even because it sounds like I'm being harsh on him. Listen, I I I I'm gonna echo everything far he said. Amazing servant. He's a legend. He's a club legend. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. relax. No, 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 not. Well, I mean, I mean, at, at this current rate, at this current rate, he, at, he at this current rate, he'll be available for the you know the legends game when he comes back in the indoor. <laughs> <laughs> masters, the thing, the thing what are you saying? Club, masters football. The, the masters thing, football, club, man. He's coming back. <laughs> this club calls Neil Mellor a legend. So in that fact, yeah. Hey, great goal against Arsenal. All right, we need to have standards, though, man. Like Gidiano, in my opinion. Icon, like icon. Yeah. For the moments that he had as well, icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not, what I mean, though. Yeah. What I mean is his name will will like he contributed to this of great era. Of yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's an immortal man. He did the one thing that you know so many people before him and so many teams before them couldn't do. They won the league. You but, will go down in history for that. But, but football wise, you will not be missed. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There's still, pe- there's still weird people who still think he could do the, the Holland thing for Liverpool, which is absolutely insane. Chris, all it, all it takes, Chris, is... <laughs> Rob, all it takes is for Liverpool to drop a point and then I see that idiot's name reappear on the flipping TL. 
Like he would have done anything in that result. Will <laughs> lose flipping three one away to flipping I don't know whoever. Pick any team, Leicester, brother, the, like, brother, Vinny's there. We we would have created more chances, <laughs> scored more goals. I'm like, what Genie Wijnaldum did you lot watch for the last? Bro, five no, years? the government are telling us not to shield anymore, let alone Klopp. So, <laughs> and I'll be honest, and I'll be honest, yeah, like out of, if we if he was in this midfield now, yeah, out of all our midfielders, no word of a lie, he's probably only better than Ox, and maybe Henderson. In terms of on the ball. Yeah, I would, honestly, yeah. In, in terms of the pecking order, I would rather see Curtis Jones, I'd rather see Naby Keita, I'd rather see Harvey oh. Elliott, I'd rather see Fabinho, and I'd rather see... Tim Bro, that's Curry. not even a lie. The, the, the good thing about... The great thing about Genie was that you kind of knew you were going to get a 6 out of 10 out of him every single game. Yeah, it's like, reliability. Yeah. That, that's all it was. It, like You just know he's going to be able to shield the ball, keep possession, keep the ball ticking along. That's not what it, I want from my midfielder, man. It's, it's like when you're in a comfortable, cushy job, you know what I mean? Oh, this is kind of safe, this is reliable... You don't want to branch out and try something new. It pays the bills, you know. You're able to get by. You're not hungry, but I get over half five every day. Exactly, you know, it's calm. But it's, but I can live a nice lifestyle. Everything you don't have bad serves... on your table. You're, you're, yeah, you're not bro. Like... Everything serves its purpose eventually, in it. So, in the same way we outgrew your Chans and Lalanas and all that, Genie's time came, man. We outgrew him. Thank you. I'll be with Lalana, 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 a young fit Lalana. Pause. He was cooking. He will be cooking in this midfield, but yeah, he will, he will, he will be cooking. Um, obviously, rotate eleven for Gomez. Considering the circumstances, obviously playing right back doesn't do that bad. Um, it's it's what to be expected. Just an inverted fullback, really. Wasn't expected too much. He was just a little bit safe and reliable, as to be expected. Ironically, I think the next time we do see him will probably be against Norwich. Um, I have a very fun Costa Shimakas stat for you, and I had to double check this about six different times. You know, last season, across all competitions, he only played 97 minutes of football. Yeah. I can, Serious? I can, I can definitely. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, it is true, because Andrew Robertson played, was it every minute of the season? He did. Yeah. He played every minute of the Premier League yeah. season. Yeah. And plus, Shimikas was out for quite a while. He had quite a few weird little injuries. He had COVID for a while as well. There's also My man COVID. didn't sleep, bro. Those bags have finally gone after a year and a half. Yeah, bro. It looked like he didn't recover from COVID from time, bro. Bear bags, like yeah, like, true. Uh, yeah, Long like, COVID in there. Yeah, I, I, kinda, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely can't believe that because he didn't play Champions League. He hardly, I think, played one game in the FA Cup in the league. And he was off off the pace as well. Yeah, yeah, and he got and he got cooked by Rashford. And then I think League Cup or sign, he must have played there. But apart from that, I don't, I, I'm not surprised. I don't remember, and that's why I wanted to sell him because I was like, fam, if you're gonna give us the 97 minutes in the season, <laughs> bro, that's mad. That's nuts, but I'm so happy he's, he's, he's come on. And uh, I'm randomly laughing because I'm remembering some tweet I saw about. So I can't remember what actor it was, but he looked great in some like award ceremony. And someone was like, "This is what Simicast would look like if he slept." <laughs> <laughs> right, it was Ryan. Um, not Reynolds, the other one. Gosling. Yeah, Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> right, I can actually see it. You know, that's, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. And thankfully, he's gotten over his, you know, longest Ineos, Covidios. Um, so that's nice. yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad would be very proud of that joke. Um, I want to talk about the new man, um, the Latino heat, bringing the heat, um, Luis Diaz. I thought he was awesome. Um, on, on Saturday, I've been really impressed from what we've seen. The manager has obviously been impressed with what he's seen, you know, basically saying that he's took to the way we play like a duck to water. 
How excited are you guys from, from, from what you've been seeing from Diaz recently? Oh, man, maybe I'm getting older because I agree with my boy Glam here. Shout out to our fellow podder, Jam, Glam. But I'm called him Jam. Jam, yeah? Because <laughs> I, I, I know what I'm about to say, that's why. But literally, we had certain guys, members of the pod, saying that um, Max Aaron's had a good game. But I saw Diaz carrying the ball, getting shots off, all sorts. So what kind of game was this that Max Aaron's Did, was did you see the one part in the first half where he just straight up stole the ball from Max Aaron's on like a counter press? And it was... It was, it was one of the most beautiful I remember that because he appeared from behind him. He yeah. appeared from behind him, stole it like it was a fresh 2019 Mane and then, and then just went off. It was... I'm so excited about this guy, man. We replaced Mane before Mane even needed to be replaced. It's crazy. Yeah. He's one of these guys where, I mean, if, if you're still not seeing the scout report that we did uh, on DS, but kind of as he signed, do go and check it out. It's available on the uh, Touchline Fracas YouTube channel. Basically, everything that we said about this guy is kind of coming to fruition. I, I don't know how, I, I'd be literally terrified if he gave him five yards of space because the speed, the silkiness, the way he can just cut in, he's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, Fahi, how much did he go off when the goal went in, by the way? Yeah, no, everyone was so happy for him, man, because obviously you can tell he's dying for that goal. So um, the fact that he got it w- w- was fantastic. Everyone was mad. Like, I was I was elated um, w- when he got that goal. And yeah, he deserved it based on the performance he had. Um, I, I, th- I think what people were trying to say in terms of the Aaron's thing was like, more a thing of, he didn't have the beating of Aaron's every single time. But by our standards, that then means that Aaron's is like pocketed him, which just isn't the case. Um, I think I think a lot of people also want Max Aaron's to do well in a weird sense. Um, <laughs> is it like that sound? What kind of uncle vibes is this, bro? What do you why do we want Max Aaron's to do well? I don't know, it just look like a decent lad in it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Chris, you're getting I'm half, old, brother. So I'm half convinced that's old. why Mike wants. I'm half convinced that's why Mike wants us to sign him. It's like, yeah, he looks like a decent lad, you know. Bring him on board, but yeah, <laughs> there's just yeah, you know, when you just have that, like that those ballers, you have like a weird affinity for. You're like, yeah, I just want to see him do well, man. He's one of them guys you always buy on FM, like, and you're like, yeah, what, squad, squaddy, yeah. Nah, not even a squad. He's peak on FM, bro. He got to me like 20 assists one season, but we don't even talk about that. But no, like, he, he, he's just, he's one of them guys that's like. Yeah, man. I, f- I feel like he done all right. Like, uh, you know what I think it is? I feel like, especially with Liverpool, like, every good thing you do is magnified. So, for example, um, he did get, like, one or two crunching tackles on Luis Diaz. And everyone thought, wow, he must be doing so good. Um, the same with, like, that Rashika moment with um, uh, with Gomez. Put him on the weights. And everyone thought, ah, oh, Gomez got spun in that game. But no, like... One or two good moments against Liverpool is just magnified to 100. Um, but I thought Luis Diaz done well. Um, and I feel like Luis Diaz done more to be, a, again, as you guys mentioned with um, the front three, just to be a handful. Like, yeah, you're, you might get your moments where you might get the better of him because obviously you're going to play 90 minutes of football. But he was doing good to get in behind the hunger. Even when, like, he, for example, didn't get to, like, a, a lack of pass, he would still, like, chase the pass, press the pass, cause, um, cause mishap in the defence and create create problems. Um, so yeah, man, Luis Diaz. I love the, I love his. I think we mentioned on the post match as well, but he just looks like a kid that's happy to be here. Like this, like the way he just wants to perform for the crowd is amazing. I'm not sure if I he can um, attest to this, but he looks like one of them guys that probably, probably pump up the crowd if you like 
gets a shot on target or something like that. And yeah, man, it's the perfect place for, especially being from Colombia, where it's a football crazy country. You go to a football crazy um, city like Liverpool, like you're gonna be, you're gonna feel it. And yeah, man, he looks like he's just a positive, positive all round man. He just looks like he just wants to be here, and that's that's the best one, of the best things you can ask for for a new signing. Like no need to adapt, no need, to, full of confidence as well. So yeah, man, happy that he's here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, agreed. I, I think one thing I, I will say about Diaz is I've actually enjoyed watching him more when he's had more of a free role. I feel as if the, the unpredictability there is just Same. so much better. And um, yeah, like obviously it's going to take him time to kind of understand how to work with um, Robertson and Shimikas on the left-hand side. But yeah, every time he, he's been allowed to roam around the middle of the pitch, he's just looked like an unbelievable threat, man. And oh, oh, by the way, I'm I'm going to forget otherwise, but Norwich and Dean Smith, please. Rashid, sir, he's actually quite good. Yeah. And Josh, yeah, Sar- yeah. Josh Sargent is actually quite good on the ball. It's time to let go of Timu Puki, man. This is what's holding you, man, back. Because honestly, yeah, they, they, is- need, they need Ida back ASAP, don't they? Bro, like Timu Puki, you know when he gets one-on-one? You don't want to watch Match of the Day like every week. I'm like, when he gets through, I'm like, this guy is not going to score. And he never does. He never tucks. I, the, the way the guy runs is so funny because he looks like he's like late for the bus and it's like he's chasing <laughs> the bus every single time. Oh, listen, nice. listen, that guy was cooking in the championship, man. Three seasons ago, but that Pookie Boy season. Bro, yo, that, so that, that, remember, remember two seasons. And I know he's going to come and stink That was up. football heritage though, man. Remember, that remember, season, the way he was bopping teams in the championship. I was enjoying watching Norwich play, Remember two seasons ago when um, Norwich got promoted and there was that like five, six week run where Pookie was just doing a madness. Yeah, against City, had, innit? He, he scored yeah, twice yeah. against City as well, yeah. I had, him on, I had him on Fantasy Premier League and there was just that, that five weeks where he was just jogging every week and then he just... Norwich done Norwich things and he became a Norwich <laughs> <laughs> but but I do have to say something about um what you guys were talking about uh Fahi and Julian about him like being Colombian and stuff looks proper proud to be there I kind of had a little snoop of his Instagram account mm. and um obviously Colombia have had some great players like Falcao and you know historically you know your Valderamas and whatnot but they're going through a bit of a lull in terms of like having big players and talented players. So like when you look at the comment sections, like the whole country is proud of him. Like their biggest celebrities, the other sportsmen are like willing him on because obviously the Premier League is, is, is the big league now. And he's playing for one of the arguably the, the biggest club in the league. Um, he, um, they're, they're just so proud of him. So it's wicked that we have another one of those Salah type markets. Fucking yeah. we've done it. We've done it again. Yeah. Like we we've done it again where Bro, this guy reminds me so much of Suarez. Yeah. Mm. Except yeah. no racism in it this time. No, no racism. Ah, Jewish still out now. <laughs> <laughs> what we, we need we see only South American man um, operate. It's a bit it's a bit different over it's there. Bro, I, I'm, I'm begging he doesn't do no Cavani like tweets in it. Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> Brother, please. Chris, what you need, you're you're the you're the marketing engagement man in it. What we need, yeah, is is um, Luis Diaz doing like a promo kit vid with like J Balvin or something in it? Let's get the hits, man, on that flipping engagement. That's I know, the, I, I know the social media manager for Liverpool. So I'll, um... I'm serious. <laughs> Ten a minute, J, <laughs> J, J Balvin and Bad and Bad Bunny. We need, we need yeah, a Bad track Bunny, are, are you sure those guys are Colombian? Before you, 
hundred percent. Balvin is. Yeah, no, Bal- Jay Balvin's Colombian. Jay Balvin is not the other one. Jay Balvin is Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican. No, no, that's that's a bit that's a bit racismo if if you're just explaining. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> we <We're laughs> just, just Spanish songs, Spanish, Spanish guys. Yeah, they must be Colombian. No, no, no. We should just try and hope this guy doesn't do any racismo to us. Accidentally do racismo. But we're brown and we're black, so it's it's completely fine. Um, <laughs> great weekend for everyone involved, really. Um, I was on my knees when Kane Kane scored. I was like, okay, got to pause. Game on now. Well, you're not going to pause that. No, nah, man. You know I mean, <laughs> in a gay way, he was just you know praising God way. You know what I mean? Um, it was just it, this is the. I'm going to have to pause this, though. This is the weekend where everything blew wide open. Pause. Um, Whoa. Nah, what are you saying, man? Come on, man. Nah, on, man. Yeah, <laughs> See what I mean? Right, no. On these blue... Uh, come on, man. Chris. Chris. You know what you're doing here. Chris yeah. had a hell of a weekend, bro. That's, that's what happened. This is, it is was it? a good weekend. It was <laughs> a good weekend. I'm hosting for a couple of weeks because you're, uh, this, is, this is wild. This is, no, no, no. We've been uh, up blame, Lewis, blame Lewis Diaz, man, because the finish was too sexy. Whoa, <laughs> Chris, man. All right, cool. guys, well, I'm going to take a duties from that one. Chris is just going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, only on. that card, man. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm off the ball now. Someone needs to get me back on track. Um, talking about um, Harry Kane. Harry Kane scores the third goal um, in an absolutely insane game of football, um, which is brilliant for, uh, brilliant for the neutrals, as they'd like to say. And now it very much is game on from a Liverpool point of view. This has now turned into what I can comfortably say is the biggest week in Liverpool season. It's the it's the week that will define everything that we do. It can't be understated how huge City dropping points was at the weekend. But again, ultimately, this will all be for naught if we do not do the business tomorrow night at Leeds. And I think we can all comfortably say that, you know, during December and a little bit into January, we really did question the mentality of this team. Did they want it enough? They were smelling out the joint, you know, the draw against, the draws against, you know, Spurs, the draws against Chelsea, the loss against Leicester. That really kind of told us that this team isn't serious about winning the league. But tomorrow night, tonight, if you're listening, is going to be the night where we find out if they are really are about it. But my words, in terms of the mentality, they really do look, look locked into it right now. If I if I'm if I'm honest with you, Chris, I think you're being a bit harsh, you know. Um, I don't think the criticisms were necessarily um at the players in terms of when we were having a bit of a lull in terms of results. It was more the frustrations came more from you know our summer, um, our upset in summer of not being able to have reinforcements because we know pers- I personally feel like these players want to win the title, but then we also have to remember that they're human. And there's only so much. We, that, that was the biggest thing that we had as well. Is like the drop off from Mane and Salah, or to our from our mid, from the midfielders that were cooking to the midfielders yeah. of Ox and Tyler Morton at the time as well. And um, who else is there? Curtis Jones, who was just coming off an injury. Was it Curtis Jones? I'm not sure. Oh no, sorry, Henderson, who was just performing poorly, was just that was the big problem. And that and we felt like that, that could have been mitigated by doing more business in the summer, but. Yeah, man. I, like, I, I personally never doubted the mentality of these players. Just that. Well, I did. Yeah, I did. Really? I, I just yeah. feel like. Well, if I was there calling them mentality midges. Like, nah, man. I, well, I think you'll find the correct term is mentality little people, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair, fair. Sorry. I, I apologize if anyone was offended by that. Yeah, but like, nah, man. I, I feel like 
if you did, then that was harsh because these players yeah, want yeah. it. It's just that um, circumstances happen. Like you can't, for example, you can't, you can't. Tyler Morton playing that away at Spurs. There's only so much you can do in a game where, it, even though Spurs were shit, Tyler Morton playing in the middle, especially as the anchor man, where they probably he's not tall enough to get onto the headers. You know, you saw the balls in behind. There was that. Chelsea, I can't lie, Klopp has a lot of answering to do for that because that midfield. Um, I mean, Klopp played, wasn't even there, man. Right, he picked the yeah, squad. true. Don't be. Don't, <laughs> let's not be crazy. He picked the squad though. Like he picked the team, picked the squad. Like. Not playing Naby Keita on that day and playing Henderson when he was av- dropping absolute stinkers before. Milner as well, even though he played all right, um, is mad. So those are the games where I feel like we... What about Leicester? No, nah, Leicester, that was just, we were just shit. Exactly. That's no, no, wait, Le- Le- wait, Leicester, what was our midfield? What was our midfield? It was fine. It, it, it was a, it was a, it was a fine midfield. 11. It's just obviously we missed the penalty and then everything went to shit. Like that, that entire period, it, it, yes, it did feel like every single weapon forward against us was prospering. Quite fruitfully, but again, the, the players just in certain situations where look at Chelsea, for example, when we went 2 0 up. If we play that game now with the confidence they do have, I think they come to be, you know, win the game and hopefully they fucking replicate that on, on Sunday. But but you look back then, there was just so many lapses and just so many areas where you just looked at it and thought, nah, they don't want it. Did, did, did Fabinho play that game? He didn't play that game against Chelsea, did he? Fabinho played against Leicester, bro. He was the worst player on the pitch. No, but I'm talking about against Chelsea. Yeah, but we I want to talk about Leicester. What, what's your excuse there? No, no, no. You're going to like I'm saying that we can't lose games. Listen, we're going to lose games in the season. Like, that's fine. But I feel like us losing that one game against Leicester is not indicative of how we've been even in the games where we've dropped points. Like, mm-hmm. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea at home is the... Chelsea at home is the only game where I'm like, we should have t- taken those three points. Like we looked like we should have taken those three points. We just yeah. didn't. But Leicester away, fam. Sometimes you you get beat in it. Like even though they they didn't have the best team, and that's why my head was cooked because I'm like, rah, like we actually got bopped, and they there was no excuse for us not to win that game. Like sometimes centre like backs. Yeah, sometimes you get beat in it. Like it happens. But we had a week's rest. They had one day's rest. Hey man. <laughs> Amate and Ndidi at the back, you know. Brav, brav. Yeah, there was, there was two midfielders playing centre back, and it was. Bro, it, yeah, it, it was, was fucking. Yeah, that, that, that game was pain. But yeah, Julian, that's when I said mentality midgets because I was like, "Yo, don't talk to me about these guys' mentality. Yo, they're losing you these fucking bozos." But no, we're we're back now, man. We're back. Let's back. let's keep it positive. Yeah, we are much like the much like the Soviet Union. We've we've decided to run it back for you know another title you need race. To so. relax, Chris. You need to relax. I just keep watching that. You, you, you'll know. Remember that Simpsons bit where he goes, um, Soviet Union? I thought you guys broke up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah That's yeah, what yeah. we wanted you to think. Um, I just keep running that back. But but yeah, man, um, if, Mr. Putin, if you are listed, um, which you'd be absolutely insane if you were, top red Vladimir. Top red Vlad. If Putin is listening, I just want to let him know that he's an actual bad man, a real life bad man. <laughs> I just want to let him Skeng, know Skeng man Vlad. Um, if you are listening. If you could hold off doing the whole, you know, invasion thing until, I don't know. Yeah, it's June. fucking up my stocks, bro. Like, I can't, like, every time Biden speaks about you doing... Aye, 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 this, I like to bring this up. Yeah. Aye, this, this bastard Chris, yeah, every every time there's a... Me? Day, listen, listen, you listen, yeah. Every time there's a red day in the stock market, the crypto market, this guy will go on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> Start mugging everyone off. 
And I'm like, why are you so bad-minded for, man? These are, this is like people's hard-earned cash. Yeah. Like, why are you hating, bruv? Like, but Biden, chill, man. Like, every time Biden speaks, I have that senile mouth of his. Like, my, I just see my my, my um, AMC stock crash, my XPeng stock crash, my Neo stock crash. Because no one's going to invest, bruv. Like, anyway, uh, a quick side note, Putin. Do you know? Do you know how tangented we are off Liverpool Football Club at the moment. Right, man, we've turned into economics, isn't it? Yeah, just... not, not even a topic related to a player which is, like, outside of football. This is... <laughs> How did we even get to Putin from here? I mentioned oh. Soviet Union that we're running it back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, if, if we brought Kolopianko, whatever that brother is, and he was still here, then we might, we might have made it irrelevant. But... Right, he's, he's seeking political asylum wherever he is. Yeah, um, you, yeah. You, you but, up. yeah, I mean... I've got nothing against. I've got nothing against you know, um, but uh, investor and whatnot. But I mean, now, if you if you know if you got crypto though, like you're moving mad, like, bro. Yeah, if you got crypto, yeah, you yeah, you're moving crazy. Me, I'm investing in real companies. Like if you if you got crypto, like I, I boy, I have no advice for you. That's nothing to do with Putin and them. What's this stock and stock and fracas? Yeah, what's going on? There? <laughs> stock. Wall Street fracas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was doing some interesting, you know what I mean. I, I I look at the stats a little bit too much. Um, you know, City's recent woes in the last few weeks. You know, the Southampton game, even go back to the, the you know the most much heralded Arsenal game where they actually won. Um, but you know, Arsenal <laughs> fans do do have that one as the victory in their books. You sad bastards. Um, <laughs> they did not look like the immovable object that they usually are this season. Um. I'm always doing a little bit of a deep dive. It's very noticeable in the quality of chances they're creating and some of the shots. It's a little bit lower than the, the, the usual kind of like um, shots per goal. You for cities usually floating around 1.7 to 0.22. And it's in kind of like the high 0.9 low tens, which is really interesting. And you can see we're creating chances, but there's just no one kind of getting on, on the end of that. Oi, I won't okay. lie, yeah. I won't lie, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but watching. No, see- go for it. Watching City try to operate without a striker can be so funny sometimes because it's so funny. Like because in the in like for example the Champions League where it's just a bit of a toss up, like you can see them have so much fun. And in obviously certain games like you know Brighton or Burnley at home where they can just crash you off like five nil is fun. When they come up against a big team, yeah, you can see how techy it is for them to play without. To play, to, I can't, I can't lie, Julian. You're capping, bro. They win 15 games in a row every flipping four months, man. They're fine but, but, doing. But, but, what... but I guess a big team. I wish, I wish we were techie, bro. If if that's what techie is, make us techie, man. No, fam. The only three, listen. The only three points. We're techie, right? Like if we win our game in hand tomorrow, the only three points above us. And like for a team that's won 15 games in a row, uh, you got you you got to think like. When they come up against it, big teams, let's be honest. It's a bit mad when you think about it. That, yeah. You know, this could be cut to three games. And this is going to be to, to, to the next part. I want to ask you guys really quickly before we kind of get onto the Leeds game. Um, they've had such... They've looked formidable for so long. They've had this big gap between us and Chelsea for so long as well. It's now cut to three points. They like operating with that big lead. Do you think now with this, they have to switch the mentality back onto being absolute killers? Do you think they're built for the grind from now to the end of the season? They're gonna lose games, man. Like they're human. They're gonna lose games. Well, not <laughs> lose, but they're gonna drop points. Like what, what are you saying, Julian? I'm a human being, yeah. Yeah, I'm a human being, bruv. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, there's only so much you can do, bruv. Sterling's been I'm a young black man for too long. Like he's <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, bruv, how much? <laughs> 
How much do you... Do you know what I love about when Julian gets in this bag? Is the points have no logic. He just hopes that the, the, hate, the hate and the passion Bruv. is coming off as logic. There's nothing you've said Bruv. yet. Let's say Key John Bright, you know. Oh my God. Like how much you want them to do that? They're going to drop points, man. Like, Give us give us something in it. What are they going to drop points? Because you said you just gave Sterling some slander, isn't it? Give us listen, some reason why. You know, you know, this is one of them things, yeah, where it, when man talks, you just have to listen in it. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, I, I'll tell you why. You, guy... know, you, you know why? Because remember the Champions League heritage thing that, that, that I was talking about last, last, last summer? There was every single conceivable reason for why Man City had to win that game against Chelsea in the Champions League. And what did I say? Champions League heritage. They don't have it. And I told you. And everyone was telling me it didn't make sense. And look what happened. That's Champions League heritage happened. Well, man's doing Lil John whisper, you know. Welcome to ASMR Fracas. I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> So I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Beings, let's, let's never do that again because someone's going to do something nasty with that. Um, <laughs> they're human beings, fam. I'm telling you, bro. We're, yeah, but Julian, up. they've got Premier League heritage. So where is your point going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have that. They have that. Yeah, oh, man. man. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> You got me. What <laughs> <laughs> well, now? Well, one thing I will I will say about City this season is what what they're quite slow getting started, man. There, there mm. are certain games where they're not bopping straight away, and um, the Southampton game is a really good personification of it. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I'm going to say, and it might it may seem controversial, but they always look better when Kevin De Bruyne is not playing. I, yeah. I, I swear to you, I'm not trying to take the piss. I genuinely feel as if they play better when he's not there. Or you're saying, what you're saying, he's like, he's like Chelsea without Lukaku. I, I think that, but the thing is that I don't think that's indicative of him. I think it's more a case of they over rely on him to do something. Yeah, because I can kind of see it. Like when when he's not when he's not on the pitch, there's a lot more movement in terms yeah. of one is more is more like oh, I'm willing to get on the ball and pass and go. Well, when I it's like they more ownership. Yeah, they literally yeah. pass the ball to him. It's like Liverpool. It's like into the box. You no, know, certain Liverpool games when, when Gerrard didn't play, everyone else had to get a bit, bit more impetus. Obviously, to be, the, the you know, level of the players around yeah, him was Chris, worse Chris, off, Chris, but... Chris, Chris, you can't put this on the airwaves, man. You, you can't start saying this stuff, man. People are going to no, no, when, when, no, when I'm saying Ger- Ger- Gerrard was so, Gerrard was so good that he managed to you know crumble some of the shittest players I've ever seen. And put them into you know third place finishes every year. No, Kevin De Bruyne could when, never. You know what I mean? When Gerard wasn't playing, that's when Cout was cooking on the wing. He had <laughs> loads. I was like, Rah. see what we're saying? Gerard had Cout. This guy's got Bernardo Silva. You know, Kedron Bryant and fucking Jack Grealish. <laughs> yeah, on the piss every weekend. Um, before we move on to the least segment, I'm gonna ask you all a quick question. Do you believe that Liverpool can do this and win the league? Mush. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I believe Liverpool can do it. I think the only worry is one, which is how Spurs had to play to get a result against City. Is there an easier way of beating City? I'm worried there isn't. So then it just comes down to we have to win every single football match because City probably won't lose another football match in that way. So that's my only worry, bro. City, are, are, I hate I hate them. They're so Weirdly, they score so many ball, go, like goals, yet they're still so boring. Like, mm. I don't, I don't, for the sake of football, I don't want them to win. 
Because they so, copy and paste the same goal. Like, if, if you're going to score the same goal four times in the game, like, I'm not going to really be interested, if I'm honest. But, Julian, I don't watch any of their games, you know. I'm not even kidding. Same. I don't yeah, even watch same. the highlights. I don't watch the highlights either. If they win, they win, in it? Like, yeah. Oh, I checked the score. Goals. They're 2-0 up, minute 38. You know, Morris and Sterling, well done. Okay, now let's worry about everyone else. Like, yeah. I watch, watch the big games, but other than that, they're, they're regular fodder games. I don't fucking bother, man. I feel like they're not, not one going to come up against a team like Brighton at the moment. Brighton make it a bit techie for like They would love a team like Brighton because Brighton plays the exact same football as them. And when you play the exact same football as Man City and they're clearly clear of you in every single aspect, they'll nah. kill you. Do, do you know who they need to play against? They need to play against Wolves because Wolves will stink it out defensively as well. And, and then they just about grab the win against Wolves as well. Yeah, yeah. I think... Do Have they got a second game against Wolves still? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I genuinely the Wolves' defensive record is fantastic, man. So like, that's where I'm thinking there's some points there to be dropped. Who else is a good defense in the league this year? Maybe a West Ham. Chelsea. Well, our, our Arsenal seem to think they're having the centre backs in the <laughs> oh, yeah. league. Arsenal. Well, they won. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, they won against. They've them. already beaten them this season. Oh, that day will go to every books, man. Fucking hell. Oh. They won, man. That Rodri goal never happened. Do you believe? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. I, I said one thing in January, and I said, if Mush believes, then I'll believe, because Mush was right last time. So Mush started changing his tune around middle of Jan, and, and he started saying it in the chat that, you know, he, he can see how, how we could win it. So for that reason, if, if he's believing, I'm a believer as well, man. So it's all down to Mush, though. Not, not the players, not the performances. <laughs> <laughs> Julian believe, vibes, yeah? Yeah. I too believe in Mush. Uh, I know Mark is currently shaking this table in frustration listening to saying, why is no one listening to me in these things? Yeah, no. I've been telling them since September, man. <laughs> Listen, if, if we were listening to Marco, we would have flipping Minamino, Redmond, and flipping, I don't know. Genepo. <laughs> yeah, Genepo. And Genepo up top, man. Don't listen to that Marco guy. Uh, yeah, man. Marco might have to now, be, Marco uh... kills me, yeah, because he'll jump on the main pod. He'll be like, oh, yeah, so I, I, I said this, actually, on this day, on this episode. I'm like, bro, you say a lot of things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you say anything and everything. So, like, yeah, it, it's all good, like, referring back to what the good stuff you said. But talk to me about Gineppo. <laughs> like... you, 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 even come, you even come on the main pod, be like, yeah, I'll show you when I said that. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I told the Coppin group chat, that's what I said. I'm like, bro. If I told him what you said last year about us winning the league still when we was in like deep in February, then <laughs> you look mad. Oh, Mark moves like the Tinder swindler, you know. Yeah, I told man this, you know. I told them this, you know. Oh, my enemies. I love it. I love it. It's like my, my, my enemies were telling were doubting me. My enemies were the ones that were off. Peter is down. Peter is down. <laughs> well, one thing I write about Marco, though, when we were deep in that six losses and then in about eighth place, Marco was the only one left in this whole in our yeah, whole but I, I'm point. pretty sure he had to believe or else he was going to be homeless because of the money. He had True, on yeah, I think best. it was just financial, innit? The belief was just financial. Fahi's <laughs> uh, laughing because he knows what's about to come. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take that voice to the cleaners, man. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> Bring it to me, power coins. Um, Julian. Uh, obviously, after the, 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 the argument earlier on, I know that you believe, so I'm, I'm not going to ask. Um, 
obviously we do play Leeds this evening, um, rearranged kickoff from the weird COVID epidemic that pretty much every single sport across the world had in December, which is weird when you kind of think back to it. The language that Klopp has said basically makes me believe that they're switched on, they're ready, they know what's in front of them. Um, the quote was, you know, if we do not fight, we will not get where we want to go. And that's the exact type of language that you want to hear. Obviously seeing you know, what Leeds have been doing in the past few weeks and they, they are really struggling. Um, obviously not having the core spine of their team available is massively killing them. No Bamford, no... Um, what's his name now? What's Calvin the central Phillips. One? Calvin Phillips, that's the guy. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking of someone else. But um, not having those two guys has absolutely crippled them. Um, Rafinha is kind of keeping them up by the skin of their teeth uh, at, at this point. Um, what, what what do you guys think the Klopp will do for this game? Um, what kind of eleven do you think he'll play? I think he'll uh, play our best our best eleven um, in preparation. And again, uh, we're a team that likes momentum, um, so he'll play our best eleven possible. Um, and um, I, I personally think on on the weekend he's going to remain true to this, to certain players who played um, the Carabao Cup. So guys like I think Diogo Jota. Um, surprisingly, well, well, we already know that um, the Keller is starting for oh, that yeah. game, so that's, that's a really big shout of confidence. So I, I, I don't, I think in the in this midfield is going to be, you know, uh, I think he's going to bring back Matip, uh, Matip, Van Dijk, uh, obviously the the two usual fullbacks. Um, centre mid, he's going to play Fab because I think Fab had a rest over the weekend, um, and I think he's going to be a bit more adventurous with the midfield. Um, because it's going to be such a jolly up in there. I think he's actually going to play Harvey Elliott and maybe either... T- I think he played start Thiago um, because I feel like, yeah, in that midfield, we're going to have so much, so much of the ball. And then uh, Mane, Diaz and Salah up front. Um, maybe Firmino, I can see coming in. Um, no, I, don't, I don't think he'll be available. I don't think Jota or Firmino will be available. I think they're trying to do as much as possible. Um, to get him fit for, for for Sunday, like I think, like you said, Julian, I think he you know he definitely deserves to be be there for that. He's worked for it and it'd be a really good kind of um, start yeah. um, to kind of kick off his collection at Liverpool. But um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Klopp, Klopp even said earlier from his comments, you know, I, I don't think about games two or three in a time. I I only think about the next, and that's very consistent about how he's been thinking. Obviously, both fullbacks got rested. You'll see that they'll play, but I, I hated how someone said home banker at the weekend uh, that was just a, a very superstitious way of tempting fate but you look at this and you look at the way that Leeds play you look at how their midfield has just been Swiss cheese re- recently and just how United consistently did them over Liverpool will obviously have to work hard but ultimately uh, you would expect them to get the result right Fahi yeah no definitely um, I, I don't think it's going to be as plain sailing as people make out but I think it'll be an enjoyable game I feel as if it will be end to end. I can see us outscoring them quite easily, to be honest. I see like a four-two. Um, and in terms of like the team, I think I'm going similar to what Julian said. I I feel as if it's pretty much going to be the majority of the cup final team, apart from Henderson being rested and obviously Jota not being fit, um, because I think Klopp can trust Hendo to not um, start tomorrow and just come in. Um, Would you play Harvey Elliott? Yeah, I wouldn't, but I, I, you know what Klopp's about, man. Pa- yeah, he loves the. Yeah, he fucking loves the narrative-based stuff like that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he'll definitely play Harvey Elliott. So I think he'll be a midfielder of um, Fab Thiago and Elliott, 
with the same front three as um, Saturday. Yeah, it, uh, Leeds are there for the taking, but the, the thing with Leeds is that with Dan James and with Rafinha, they can get through and goal quite easily. They have got some threat in behind, yeah. I yeah, agree. especially with our with our high line. Um, who's the other one? Jack Harrison as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So you, you've got three players there that can definitely get through our defence and quite easy, easily. So I, I can see quite a lot of goals tomorrow. But um, an enjoyable game. But yeah, we should win. But it was really funny how both Thiago and Fabinho went to to to, to Ellen Road uh, on Sunday to watch it. Obviously, um, Thiago being Rodrigo's cousin, um, a lot of people were saying that Klopp sent him on a scouting mission. Uh, probably <laughs> that was probably half the thing there. I'm actually surprised that Leeds let him in the, in the stadium. To be fair, it was just unbelievable stuff. Like you didn't have to make him put on a false moustache or anything. Just you know, sneaking past, <laughs> unbelievable stuff. Um, Mush, if there was one game where Joel Matip is going to score his audacious run from deep, <laughs> dribble past four players and slot it straight back, straight past Isa Meslier. It would be this game, surely. Oh, it has to be. Bruv, did you see what Valindelof was doing to Leeds on, on the weekend? Like, he was, like, literally doing doing what Matip does, like, a gentrified version of Matip, fam. Like, he was just literally... Gentrified Matip. Yeah, he literally walking into <laughs> midfield, just, like, making passes, making the right passes. So, Matip, I can't lie, I might put a £10 on him to score. You, man, are forgetting one thing about these Matic runs. They're amazing, but the man never shoots. He does that thing of, like, he waits and dwells. He's beating five men. So you without... say he does a Ginny Wijnaldum. That's very interesting. Um... <laughs> now, do you know what's crazy about Matic? The bit you should be scared of about taking on four men, he's never scared of that bit. But the bit where he's done all of that and suddenly he's got to do the easy bit of just shooting is the bit he doesn't bother doing. That's the bit I never understand about Matic, right? But that the man, the mystery in it, Joel. The, 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 the man himself, man. He's just given us so much countless content over the years. It's um it's uh, it's actually unbelievable. But um but yeah, can I ask I think... you guys a question though? Sorry, just before you Go for brother, up. of course. I was just thinking about it and thinking about Wembley, right, as a pitch, and thinking about I've just watched the Chelsea game as well, and thinking about how Chelsea, especially they've been playing Pulisic. Um, Havertz is is mobile, if nothing else. Do you think, because of the kind of uh, pitch that Wembley is, it's a better game for Konate to start rather than Matip? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, forget the Wembley thing. Um, Konate just been better than Matip, and Matip hasn't been great this season. Um, we weren't touching it too much, but yeah, um, everyone has just been um, going past it because he's given us funny memes and funny content. But oh, 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 oh here we go. Now, 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 someone is. But let's be honest, Matip hasn't been. You know what's great. funny? This won't get pulled up. Instead, it'll be me that gets blamed for this shit. No one will say Julian said anything. Oh, for he said this. Listen, the club only it. has two people now, right? No one else thinks this. And also, Fahi, um. You know, we, we 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 know about the hashtag. We won't, we won't bring it here. So, yo yo yo, relax. <laughs> relax. So yeah, so I'm not gonna for, for for me to say it. It sounds calm, but anyone else is a bit whoa. But no, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get it t- tomorrow when I basically said that Joe Gomez had an all right game. Nah, he's from South London. You can't say that. He's from ends. <laughs> but no, I can't lie though. Even if we're gonna talk about the same competition, um, when I, um, when Matip um, was up against Arsenal that first half. He was dreadful. He was bad. He got taken off. He got hooked. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm more comfortable with Konate being on the pitch. And again, Matip hasn't been great this season, to be honest. But I <clears throat> won't touch on that too much. 
Yeah, I think Canate's definitely uh, the right to start that game. Um, just above nothing else, really. Um, but yeah, it's going it's to be really interesting uh, game of football. I will be at Wembley. Um, oh, drop yeah, that yeah, in, the nasty you know, guy. Here we go. No, thanks for the invite. You know, you, you took the um, sponsors' tickets and you didn't take any of us. So yeah, cheers, mate. Whichever, whichever babe has got the chance to go with Chris, congratulations to you. <laughs> they don't know yet. I oh, broke the news, you know what I mean? Them. One of them ones, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, thank you very much to our partners at Carabao for sending us some uh, some lovely tickets. Um, it's massively appreciated. Uh, we appreciate you for noticing us as the you fantastic podcast them. that we are. Yeah, you appreciate them. I don't. I ain't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't even get, I, didn't get, I didn't even get a can, bro. Bro, I can get you some energy drink, you know what I mean? Well, nah, they're moving nuts, man. They're, they're moving nuts for the sponsorship store. I'm, I'm disappointed, but it is what it is. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun in it, Chris. What a sad little life. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna FaceTime you all in it. Hopefully, you know, trophy yeah. lifting and that. Whatever. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, uh, the guys are very annoyed because I slipped that one in pause last week, and they uh, were like, "Oh, hang on a minute, you're going, you nasty guy! I can't believe you just snapped this on us knowing that we're not going." You in, but no one clocked. I had to pull it up three <laughs> yeah, hours later. Like, oh, did you guys realize what this guy just said? <laughs> <laughs> he's like he pulled up you're like hang on a minute what's going on here <laughs> but the best one was when Farouk said I think I might be able to get tickets and he meant like one or two and 15 of us all at once were like bro me and my uncle and my auntie really want to go man do you reckon you can sort us out <laughs> oh, oh fucking hell yeah it's always a good time with the group of course um, final word who wants to have it for, for this week I'm gonna look at You've got to go, Fuck. Julian, man. Julian's yeah, been Julian, man. All pod. <laughs> but the final word. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of pressure, but um, no, nah, man. Um, I hope everyone's safe out there. Keep believing in yourself and in your path. And you know, one day in this in this world of of hate, um, and envy and jealousy, you will also be able to channel those things of hate, envy, and jealousy into conquering all of your enemies and defeating them and crushing their souls one by one until you're satisfied and until you're at the top of the table, just like us, when we are going to crush our enemies this season, Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, anyone can get it. Well, I have no, I don't know about you guys, but I'm absolutely... Fuck me. I'm ready to go to I'm, I'm actually, go no, I'm not gonna say I'm ready. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm ready to go to war because Pretty Patel will say, Well, I'm gonna be you said on here you're ready to go to war. <laughs> so what's going on here? What's going on? Yeah, man. Uh but yeah, I, I'm ready to go to the gym after that. There we go. Um, but yeah, that has been an episode of Copper and Fracas. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've had fun recording it. Of course, for all of your pre-match, post-match. Chelsea final Leeds game tomorrow content subscribe to the Patreon page just £3 per month the link will be in the bio to this podcast and of course give us a 5 star rating and give all the shows on the Touchline Fracas Touchline Media Group Network 5 star reviews it's fantastic content for free so by default you have to give it 5 stars Uh Uh, but yeah I've been your host this week Chris and I've been joined by Mush, Fahi and Julian the Reds are very much on the hunt. There's a league title, there's a quadruple to potentially get. Mr. Putin, please don't blow us up. Until next week, we'll see you soon.
Social Podcast Network.